What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening to The Carmine Davis Show. All right, bitch, get your ass in here. Sit the fuck down. Um, I don't have time. We're about to talk. We're going to talk. We're going to keep it short, sweet, and simple. Um, my good girl, Myra, at Los Rios, got some, a prize for me. So I got to run over there and get it. I got to get my nails done. It's, I got a lot of shit to do. So... Listen to when a bad bitch is speaking. Okay, so I'm not gonna make any, I'm not gonna hold you. This is about R. Kelly and his first week of the sex trafficking trials. It's a lot to get into. Um, it's a mess. And y'all know I love a good mess and we're gonna talk about it. But before we do that, if you're new to the show or one of those weird stalkers who just never really follow, subscribe, you are a fake non-fan, uh, make sure you hit that bell button, that follow button, that subscribe button. Um, and rate, review, and give me five stars. Some of five star biatch, you know, bad biatch, you know. Give me that. Give me my tens. I need all that. Run it. Make sure you share it um, with your fans or your friends or whatever you want to call them. Your supporters. Instagram, post it. Do what you got to do. Spread the good news. Um, the is a war on the bad bitches that we talk up. We talk about this frequently. It's a war on the bad bitches. And we need, they, bad bitches need this show. You know what I'm saying? To, to give them life, to give them energy. Um, bad bitch energy, BBE is important. And to withhold it with yourself every week is criminal. So make sure you follow, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Okay, so I'm not going to hold you. This is coming from Billboard.com. Let's talk about R. Kelly. Now, I... I before we go into the details and all that, you know, surviving R. Kelly, y'all know how what R. Kelly means to me. Um, I am very disappointed in R. Kelly, and I'm more disappointed in us that we have not brought him to justice and gotten him help a long time ago. We've known all this. We didn't know the grave details of everything, um, but we knew enough to know that this nigga needed help a long time ago. So all of this to me is. Like I said, I love mess, so it's entertaining to me. But um, I feel the same way I feel about Bill Cosby. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I hate seeing powerful black men go down, but I, I don't mind reporting it. And if they did it and the proof sticks, lock them motherfuckers up. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck how many songs you sung. I don't care how many Jell-O pudding pops you slung for the white man. You know, do your, do your time if you did the crime. Okay, so. Again, this is coming from Billboard.com. Um, R. Kelly's sex trafficking trial opens with opening statements and first witnesses. All right. <sighs> Crack of my neck, child. Okay, here we go. On Wednesday, August 18th, the defense and prosecution made their opening statements in R&B singer-songwriters R. Kelly's sex trafficking trial, which was held at the Eastern District of New York Courthouse in Brooklyn. More than two years after his first arrest stemming from charges re related to sex crimes, accusations including battery, bribery, kidnapping, and forced labor, um, the trial began with the prosecution as, as Assistant U.S. Attorney Maria Cruz Melendez. Oh, he going to jail. Maria Cruz Melendez? Oh, you... Oh, girl. Oh, uh, fiery Latina? Oh, hell no. You going down, honey. Delivered the opening statement for the government in front of the U.S. District Judge Ann M. Donnelly. Oh, Lord. 
which consists of seven men and five women. Okay, that's his saving grace. That's a mess. Okay, his jury is seven men, five women. That is his saving grace. Um, that don't seem even to me already. Seven men and five women. I don't like that. Okay, so she argued that R. Kelly had a team of dedicated employees and close associates who had a common purpose to promote his persona and fulfill his wishes and demands, claiming the 50-year-old hitmaker used his inner circle as a means to a criminal end. Melendez went, to, went on to outline the gruesome witness testimonies from five Jane Doe's, which will come throughout the trial. Events cited date back to... The 90s, including Kelly's marriage to R&B singer Aaliyah, known as Jane Doe Number One. We talked about this last week. How when you hear, um, if you are following it yourself, when you hear Jane Doe Number One, um, that would be that would be the the alias for Aaliyah, Aaliyah's alias, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um. Which she was 15. Melinda says that when Kelly discovered Aaliyah, she was was pregnant. Um, when Kelly discovered Aaliyah was pregnant during his tour, he immediately flew back to Chicago where Aaliyah was awaiting him in a hotel near the airport. He then allegedly bribed a government worker with $500 to make the one in a million secret a counterfeit ID so she could pass as 18 for the purpose of the wedding. Um, the singer's defense attorney, Nicole Blank Becker, delivered her opening remarks following the prosecution. Her statements made an effort to debase his racketeering charge by claiming that R. Kelly was going, doing, what R. Kelly was doing was not part of a continuous, ongoing enterprise. Oh, shit. That's fair. Um, she says, the fundamental reasons we're all here today is because the government wants you to believe our client, an internationally known singer, is the leader of a large, some large enterprise, similar to John Gotti, the leader of a large mob family said Becker. She later claimed the witnesses' testimonies are too fragile to stand up in court. So many untruths told that even the government won't be able to entangle this mess of lies. Okay. So basically what's happening is the prosecutors are making R. Kelly's um, actions extremely gruesome, um, uh, magnifying them, um, going in and making it seem like he is the crime lord like he has these bunch of women uh, tied up he was the mastermind behind this and the prosecutor is trying to make it seem like shrinking the actions making it seem like they weren't an enterprise they weren't large um there wasn't a large mind a, a, a criminal mind involved it was just a man trying to survive and so ideally Long story short, from what I'm gathering already is that they already know R. Kelly is going to be doing time. It's the, the defense is going to be trying to shrink his time and making it seem as though, yes, he was with underage girls. Trial him for that. Don't make it seem like there's a huge enterprise or a huge John Gotti-like um, racketeering uh, um, uh, plot and that R. Kelly was just a man having sex with our underage girls and he should be trialed for that. 
So therefore, shrinking his time and shrinking his, um, what I want to say, shrinking, you know what I'm trying to say, shrinking his, um, his time and his, the money that it's going to take to get rid of all this, basically. But the prosecutors are making it large and making it seem like R. Kelly is um, what he kind of is, a monster. Uh, the first witness is Geronda Johnson Pace took the stand and gave her testimony. Pace, known as John- Jane Doe, number, five, number four, claimed to be part of Kelly's fan club on MySpace and met him when he, she was 14 years old during his 2008 trial in Chicago when he was acquitted of child pornography charges. The following year, Pace claimed she went to the singer's house when she was 16 and he was between 41 and 43, but she lied to Kelly at the time by claiming to be 19. One of his associates, Bubba, allegedly invited Pace over for one of Kelly's parties, where she said the Ignition Remix artist told her to wear a swimsuit that he would later instructed her to take off before they proceeded to have oral sex in the game room. When Pace began to feel uncomfortable, she said she revealed her true age and state ID to Kelly, who advised her to keep claiming she was 19 years old, but act as if she was 21. I've heard this story before. Um, Pace later alleged that alleged that when she also revealed she was a virgin to the singer, he bent me over on the back of his sofa and took my virginity before giving her a drink that made her feel ill and telling her to lay in the mirror room, which was attached to the game room. Okay. See, this is already wearing me out. Okay. Um, I'm stuttering and shit. Okay. <sighs> so basically, uh, Jane Doe number four is saying how she lied about her age. She was had a MySpace. Uh, she was 14 at the time. Uh, Kelly was like 41 to 43, which is an interesting claim. I'll, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So she... Went to his party after party. He was invited over. He told her to wear a swimsuit, something sexy, so he could just peel it off in his game room. She felt uncomfortable all of a sudden. And then she was like, no, 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 pause. You know, I'm actually not 18 or 19. I'm 14. Here's my ID. He told her, you know, bitch. You know, Say that you're 19 and act like you're 21, bitch, and come get this dick. You know, and a disgusting, oh, that just gave me goosebumps. Okay, so she was uncomfortable and told her, I went, wait, I'm a virgin. You know, stop, I'm a virgin. And then he was like, nah. So, and he took her behind on a sofa. Then he gave her a drink that made her feel sick or whatever. She was spinning or whatever. And he told her, okay, go over in the mirror room, which is right next to the game room. <sighs> okay. Pace alleged that later that night, one of Kelly's runners gave her $50 in an envelope, which she believed was to help her get back home. Kelly allegedly took her phone and gave her money to buy a new one, but didn't want her taking, talking to anyone else but him. The two stopped having a sexual relationship in January the 2010. Okay, so... Uh, okay, um, so two years. 
Okay, so this is, okay. Okay. Uh, ciao. Okay. This is, this is sticky. I'm going to say how I feel because this is my show. Um, <clears throat> okay. So he gave her $50 to get back home. Right. In the envelope. He was like, you know, her bitch, you know, skedaddle. And then he took her phone, gave her, gave her money to buy a new one and didn't want anyone else to talk to her. He just wanted to talk to her and they were doing this for two years. Uh, this is where I kind of, I, I say it constantly on the show. I, I, on the surface, I'm supporting her, but I'm side eyeing her. And this is not a story that you bring to court. It's too holy. Um, so you mean to tell me after all this went down, he gave you $50 in an envelope and then some money, cash. Ideally, right? He didn't give her a card. He gave her cash to get a new phone. How much was that? So you proceeded to go to T-Mobile, Sprint, Metro PCS, wherever. 14-year-olds go get another phone. Okay, boom. You had your own phone at 14? Who, where's your mama? Where are the mothers? Okay, so then you mean to tell me at 14 you had your own plan. 14, you can't go get a, no phone. So how do you explain to your mama that not only you were at our Kelly party, this happened to you. Maybe you didn't tell her that part, but then you turn around and. I got mama, you know, I got home. I'm here, you know, something bad happened or blah, blah, blah. I lost my phone. Uh, what, you know, what you mean you lost your goddamn phone, you know, and. Oh, I, you know, it ain't, I got, I got $300 for another phone. Cause this is 2010. I mean, 28, 2008. So phones, 2008 and shit, phones were still sky high. You know, you at least cost $500 to get an iPhone. So he gave her roughly, he had to give her over $150, $200 for another phone. So in between then, how do you explain to your mama that you got $200 out? Your 14 year old ass has $200. to go get a phone. You know what I'm saying? Even if you run to the store yourself, you can't buy it. Am I wrong? Maybe so. I mean, I'm sure it's, uh, but to do a plan and all that, don't you got to be 18? Maybe not. I don't work for AT&T. Girl, I know who do. Let me call a lifeline. Hold on. Now, this is all, everybody I know who does work for like companies like that, are currently working for them. So I don't know the rules in 20, 2008. So, but either way, okay, let's say that you could. You could go buy a phone. You could go buy whatever you want. After something like that horribly happened to you, you would literally keep a conversation going with this man for two years? Unless there's something going on and the money is being exchanged. And they, okay. So ideally, okay, uh, uh, R. Kelly's a Capricorn. So she was fucking around with him until he was like 45. 
45, 42. Right? 45, three, two years. He was 40. She says he was 41 or 43 at the time. So 43 to 45. <sighs> the Believe I Can Fly hitmaker has pleaded not guilty to charges that accuses him of leading an enterprise of employees, including drivers, bodyguards, assistants, managers, lawyers, and more, who helped him recruit women and girls, mostly from his concerts for sex. If Kelly is convicted on all counts, he will face 10 years to life in prison. I'm updated. Here's an update. The story was updated to add details of the testimony um, and whatnot. Okay, so click the link. Um, read that. Digest that. Click the link in the description box about this. Um... This is a mess. Like I suspected it to be. Uh, and it's not looking good. Okay. I, I want, let me first, by, let me first start by saying I want R. Kelly. I want R. Kelly to be, I want R. Kelly to be found guilty of all these charges. All million, bedillion, quadrillion, a trillion of them. I do, but I want R. Kelly. I want R. Kelly to be found guilty in a fair trial. Um, I understand how things can be sensationalized. That that surviving R. Kelly show really did charge a lot of people and change the way people saw him. But I can't lie and say that being unbiased, um it really made me scratch my head at a lot of the information that these girls were giving. Now, I do feel like my issue, the difference between the Bill Cosby situation and the R. Kelly situation was the R Bill Cosby stories were ironclad. They made sense to me. A lot of these girls' account of the situation and how they reacted to the account of the situation does not make sense to me. I'm going to call trauma um, something traumatic, like maybe, and, and I don't want rule. I don't want to rule that out. Made you continue to talk to someone who would violate you like that in such a fast way, especially he took your virginity and his R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? Like that wouldn't make you have a relationship with that person for two years, especially starting that way. Um, normally, this, what I know about abusers is that they, um, oftentimes groom their attackers i mean the, the the their prey they groom them so um a lot of the times their initial reaction and initial initial meeting with those people are glamored you know um oh it, it, it usually it takes you a while some sometimes not you know they immediately attack you and then turn around and be like let's go for dinner you know what i mean like you're like, wait, you just raped me. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's okay. Wipe yourself off and let's go to dinner. I'll take you out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it was so rough. That's what I want to believe is happening. But that testimony is, I, I want to read the transcript because the details of that doesn't make much sense to me. Especially someone, I don't know. I'm going to say trauma. Because again, I do want these girls to get their justice, but I also want a fair trial. I don't believe in winning while by cheating. 
if that makes any sense. I don't like that. I want R. Kelly, and I want R. Kelly to have a fair trial as well. Um, I, because I, my, I'm going to tell y'all like how I felt about the Jesse Smollett stuff. That Jesse Smollett shit never went by me. I still, to this day, nobody, when I first heard it, I remember I was with, um, my, my ex friend or ex boyfriend, who was a friend of mine now at the time or whatever. I was with him on the phone with him when I was reading it. And I was talking about it out loud, and I was like, uh-uh, that didn't happen like that. And I remember thinking to myself, that didn't sound right. My instincts, didn't, uh, it didn't make any sense. Okay, so wait, there is an update of this. Hold on, hold on, I just got it, hold on. Where, okay, hold on, hold on, child, hold on, child, hold on, child. Okay, um, this happened at nine o'clock this morning. There is, oh, this is happening, honey. Um, okay, so this is again from Billboard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna link you all of these things. Um, it's saying. I love, I, one thing I do love is like bringing y'all the news while it's sliding to me, honey. I feel like I'm on Dateline. Okay, so <laughs> it's not just sex crimes for R. Kelly. Trial hinges on proving criminal enterprise, which I, which we talked about. Um, the case against the stringer is underpinned by one account of racketeering, a charge normally brought against mobsters. Uh, <sighs> hate this name, Whitey Bulger, John Gotti, and R. Kelly, question mark, as the disgraced R&B hitmakers federal trial kicked off in Brooklyn on Tuesday, front and center was the charge of racketeering, unusual for someone, someone person accused of sex crimes and more commonly reserved for mobsters and more organized crime syndicates. Um, for the I Believe I Can Fly singer, born Robert Sylvester Kelly, however, it could mean 10 years to life in prison if convicted on all charges. The trial also includes 14 underlying acts, including kidnapping, sex trafficking, and forced labor, and eight counts of violating the Federal Man Act, which outlaws sex trafficking across the state lines. In New York, in New York, Kelly is alleged to have committed these crimes against six women and girls, including the late singer Aaliyah, whom Kelly married when she was 15 and he was 27. Um... He also faces additional federal charges, including the sexual exploitation of children in a separate case brought in Illinois. Um, racketeering was established as a crime in the 1970s under the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization, RICO, Act, designed to crack down an, on organized crime in the U.S. To convict a defendant of the charge, the government must prove that said defendant engaged in two or more instances of racketeering activity. Um, a list that includes part um, potentially for Kelly's case, human trafficking and the sexual exploitation of children, as well as directly invested and maintained and interested or participated in a criminal enterprise affecting interstate or foreign commerce. Ooh. Kelly claimed Assistant U.S. Attorney Maria um, Cruz Melendez in her opening statement led a criminal enterprise where he enlisted. His close associates to cover up his crimes while employing lawyers to distribute hundreds of thousands of dollars in hush payments, all right, to his alleged victims. 
Per the indictment brought against the singer in 2019, the purpose of the enterprise were to promote R. Kelly's music and the R. Kelly brand to recruit women and girls to engage in illegal sexual activity and Kelly and to produce pornography, including child pornography. Nicole Blank Becker, Kelly's defense attorney, shrugged off these assertions during her opening statement Wednesday, August 18, saying that Kelly's alleged actions were not part of a continuous ongoing enterprise of the sort used to convict Gotti and other organized crime figures. As for the prosecution witnesses' testimonies, she said they, there were so many untruths told that even the government won't be able to untangle the mess of lies. Okay, so this is another article. I sent another link where it goes into details, basically saying what I was trying to insinuate. They are no longer looking at this trial as um, they're not focusing on a sex trafficking and underage girls as much as they are focusing on racketeering, um, making R. Kelly out to be um, 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 organized crime figure um, when it comes to sexual acts. Similar to what I'm, I'm gathering as is what they're trying to do um, with um, what are those people? Who are those people recently? Um, I'm like sort of like Epstein and like what they were doing there. But I feel like they want to they're using that situation and turning it because, you know, like two years ago, we weren't referring to we weren't using the phrase rocketeering um, when it came to R. Kelly. I believe that the Bill Cosby, all these different trials and all those things, um, seeing how that unfortunately did not make these men stick like they're. They're not, they weren't staying, <laughs> they were going to jail, but they were not staying there. You know what I'm saying? Or they were weaseling their way out. I feel like people will, and the jury will, will lock R. Kelly up if they feel like he was a part of a racketeering, if he, if a mobster, if they looked at him like a mobster instead of what a, a fucking disgusting sexual predator, which is sad. Um, I feel like a mobster brings more fear. Um, people ideally want to take down the bad guy. And unfortunately, unfortunately, people have no empathy for women and their um, sexual um, protection and their bodily protection, which is very sad. Very sad. Um, but I, I, like I was saying, I do feel like I will be honest. I like my discernment. Every time I hear these stories about these girls, there is not a there's not a shred in me that doesn't believe that R. Kelly didn't do any of these things. I do believe that R. Kelly technically had a group of people who knew how he get down, the same as any other um like in Hollywood and you have a posse of people. Nobody really knows you like your posse. They know what keeps you going. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's some people know that you are a family man. So they do what they can to make sure your family is okay. Um, they do what they can to make sure that your family's always around. There are some people who understand that you have to have an artistic uh, mindset. So they give you space. They give you a lot of paints to paint with. Um, they take you on trips and get you inspired. And some people, it's drugs. Um, they keep a lot of, if you hear a lot of stories about how people, Whitney Houston um, specifically, uh, Whitney, Whitney, you, do you think Whitney Houston was knocking on um, 
uh, a drug dealer's doors like, what's up? You know, like, no, she was not. Someone was going out to, to do it for her. Someone was picking it up. There was a third party in every city, everywhere she went to, a party, her brothers, her cousins. Someone in her team was going out um, picking up packs for her, keeping her going. And in this case, a lot of times, um, and uh, a lot of times, and in this case specifically, um, it was girls. Whether those girls are some, some people love, I've, I've heard a story about a famous R&B singer who loved fat bitches. No offense, cause you know, we love fat bitches too. You know, I love fat bitches. I am a fat bitch from my core, but, but you know, they cannot have this one particular person going out and getting fat pussy. You know what I'm saying? It was a third party coming up to them. Uh, uh, vetting these people, seeing where their head was, seeing what these big girls, these Lizzo's were doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, where their head was at? Oh, were? You know, boom, bam, listen. So, I got so-and-so over here. Uh, he at the W and Buckhead. He trying to party. You trying to come through? Bet, I'm there. Okay, well, first of all, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me see your phone. Yada, yada, yada. No pictures and none of that. You know, he trying to trying to you know grease you up feed you real quick bang you out and drop you off you know maybe we got a couple of dollars for you you know blah 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 buy you a purse or some shit like that but he's trying to get into some fat pussy tonight you down you know that's how it goes um and then there are things like little women i've heard that there's some some men who really like short like dwarfs and then you have some people who like trans women um and then you have they usually tend to abuse these trans women um which is something that i really um hold near and dear to my heart which i'm working on a project to kind of talk about which we will we'll talk about that later this is not about me um but then you have minors you know, whether they're trolling, like they know where the young girls are. Oh, they're over here at this spot. You know, they usually frequent this spot. You know, they send a bodyguard. They send a close friend. Usually it's someone really close to the vest. Um, someone really close. Because a lot of times these people don't tell their attorneys. You know, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get into some minor, minor pussy right now. You know, what's up? Can you make sure this goes away? These people above them are just making it go away. They are aware of what's going on. They don't have a conversation with them about it. But, okay, these claims are coming in. Whether they look at it or not, there's not a conversation. There's no real um, stopping of these people. You know, there's not a conversation or what do I want to say? Like, there's no uh, intervention. It's just, all right, Robert, you know. Some girl came up to me and told me this, that, and the third. I just gave her $100,000, you know, to fix it. We're going to go and on this Pepsi tour and yada, 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 you know, but you've got to just be smarter, you know, because it's frequent. R. Kelly's not the only one. The younger the pussy, the better, unfortunately. Um, and they violate these girls. And there's vice versa. There's a lot of girls, young girls, who want to put their young pussy on these much older celebrities and superstars. So it is sometimes the right hand watches the left hand. Um, these young girls don't have families, strong families or strong financial backgrounds. So 
them being young, enticing. Some of these girls lie about their age. They could be 21 and lying and saying that they're 18, 17. Like, who lies about their age? No? Like, it, it, like, it, 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 but no, all jokes aside, but no, like, it's, it's sad. And there's a real chain around. And most of the time it's people close to the vest. So ideally, I said all this to say that all of those things are considered racketeering because it's a group of people working together to commit a crime and keeping it under wraps. Whether it's buying drugs and in a large group of people and there's money exchange for the the um the buying and the selling the distri- distributing it distributing it and then there's money to keep it quiet money to make things go away make people go away contracts there's business and that's when racketeering comes around and i love the phrase racketeering honey i love the idea i love the concept of racketeering i love organized crime like <laughs> I love mess. Like I tell people all the time, like stuff, mobster movies, all that is so interesting to me. But when you think of racketeering, you always thought of it. I always thought of it another way. I never really thought of it at the same way of the Robert Kelly surviving R. Kelly kind of thing. But that is what they are trying to make people see. And a part of that is true. That is, it is what. Whether he was intending, nobody's like, oh, I'm, I'm racketeering. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, oh, let's, let's do a little racketeering. But that is what's happening. And unfortunately, that is what's going to make, because there's no denying it. There is a documentary, and then there are a bunch of dumbasses who worked for R. Kelly or who is working or who used to work for him, and they are opening their mouths and saying how they used to spend this money or how they used to get this money to protect him or go get these girls or do this, that, and the third um, to protect Robert. And that is called racketeering, whether they knew it or not. And they're all going down. <laughs> Everybody involved in that documentary, they're going down. And unfortunately, I feel like those girls need to do some time too. They lied about their age to get to a certain position. If, if you lie about your age to get in a club, you could go to jail. So, low, like, there has to be a sense of like, accountability involved in that as well. They admitted to lying about their age to get into our Kelly party. Um, they are, she was 14 on MySpace. You have to be 18 years old. That's why I tell the, the young girls that I know. You are 16. You don't need to be on Tinder. You don't need to be on Snapchat. You don't need to be really on any of these things until you are 18. It is illegal for you to be on these social networks, right? Like, that hasn't changed, right? So ideally, you are in a playground where these sick men can... It's, a, it's, a, it's two ways. He was literally just in the middle of a trial in 2008. You made a MySpace page dedicated to supporting him then you went to his party as a minor like there has to be a kind of sense of accountability all around for all this kind of thing to stop i don't feel like i feel like r kelly needs to go to jail a long time and seek counseling i think r kelly also needs to go see a therapist because i still believe that r kelly is not bright enough i don't think he is um understanding 
what he is doing is wrong and why. Um, I don't feel like R. Kelly has a sense of accountability. Nobody, because nobody in his team held him accountable. And that's why they all should go. They should all fry. The attorneys, everybody. If you if if the attorneys knew for a fact that these girls were coming up with claims and they weren't alerting the authorities or something like that, like they're a part of the problem. That is how Rico is racketeering. And that's mobster type of shit. And I think that's very interesting that that's what they are more focused on with this trial. What an interesting way to start. It's no longer sex trafficking. Or it wasn't as, it wasn't, notice how it changed him having sex with underage girls. That was the main thing. That wasn't enough to get him to stick in 2008 and all those trials. That wasn't enough. It was too sticky. Now it was sex trafficking. A bunch of girls in a house, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, that wasn't sizzling enough. Now it's racketeering. Mobster-like activity. Oh. Antennas are up. You know what I'm saying? I wish they would I wish that they um were this clever when it was coming to like trials of like I don't know like um police officers murdering innocent black lives. Like instead of being like oh an officer in in duty accidentally shot a and choked and kneed on a man's neck for you know an hour, you know, so let's let's we need to that same energy towards these federal cases or this is a federal case against police police brutality when it comes to um these other incidences that seem to just kind of get a little hat on a hat on a hand let's reword it change the power and change the focus change because therefore people it's a jury so in order to have people moved, words are powerful. Let's get people to see things for what they kind of are to bury these people. They have done all kind of clever ways to get R. Kelly under the jail. This is going to stick. Racketeering and sex trafficking coupled together. Oh, this motherfucker's going. I don't know if he's going to do the 10 to life, but he's going. Um, and I, I, I do think that we need to take the same energy towards these. Um, police brutality cases because ideally let's use the words correctly a police officer murdered an innocent black man that's it r kelly is accused of racketeering and sex trafficking instead of 20 10 years ago 11 years ago people were saying he was accused of having sex with underage minors do you see what i'm saying Tweet me at Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show, um, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Follow me. Let me know. Let me know if you get what I'm, where I'm coming from. And that's the show. I, I, let me, let me let you know. Every time some R. Kelly mess is coming up, I'm making it my mission to get y'all updated. This is what the show is going to be about. I love this kind of mess. Um, it makes me sad, but I love the mess. Like I, I, I love this R. Kelly trial. They're they're gonna get him. They're gonna get it. I'm I'm willing to bet. I can't say I'm willing to bet. And speaking of racketeering, I'm I'm not allowed to say I'm willing to bet money on air on my podcast. But if you Instagram me, DM me, how much you want to put up? Allegedly, 
that R. Kelly, they're going to get him this time. This is it. No money. R. Kelly doesn't have anything to fight this. And not a chance in hell. We don't want to hear it. <laughs> we don't want to hear anything new. Um, we don't want to see a tour. This is it. And I think R. Kelly needs to just do the time. Just do the time. I think just, just go ahead and do that bid. Stop fighting it. I wish she would have fought it. In two, I wish she didn't fight it in 2008, got it over with, came out, seek counselship, and came up with a bomb album, uh, gone to therapy, continued to do what he, stay off the of playgrounds. And I think we would have, we would look at R. Kelly for what he is um, musically instead of what he is legally. If he would have just stopped fighting it. Just go down, R. Kelly. Go down. Like, just just do the time. Like, this is a lot. You know what I mean? Counter sue when you come out, you know, on these hoes. You know what I mean? Like, these young hoes. But um, do the time. I want R. Kelly to go ahead and go. Go. Uh, take the settle. settlement. If, they, if they're offering you one, I don't know if they are at this point. It's probably over with. But do that time. Eat that up. Eat that charge. Um, see if they can put you in a confinement for 10 fucking years. Um, maybe give you a recording studio type of thing. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Lord. Okay, that's the show. I love y'all. Um, I'm going to keep y'all updated on this mess. Um, um, stay prayed up. I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Yeah.